and welcome to Big Gay Energy. I'm Bree. I'm Theora. And I'm Caitlin. Come along with us while we dive into the fun and nuances of queer media. Representation matters, and we're here to talk about it. It's a fun nun time. Fun, fun, nuns, fun, nuns, fun, fun with nuns. Nuns having fun. Hopefully in the gay way. Nuns right. just want fun. <laughs> they do. In uh, we're in on season two, episode two, Colos- Colossian, three Colossians, Colossian. I don't know. I am not a Catholic. She does not have this the. Episode? Marie does not have the names of it on here. Okay. Yeah, because I suck. I-, I got it. So, how do we start this? Anyway, one listen. We start this one off with Lilith cleaning up. Sure do. Wait, hold on. My note is she must have been so itchy all day. Seriously. Oh, for real. With all that. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's all I could think about. Yeah, That must have been terrible. I I don't know how the actors do that. Like, you just, you can't, you can't touch your face and just covered and stuff. That must be so uncomfortable. I did some show where I had to have stuff on me and I'm just like. And you just like kind of like poke yourself. Yeah. Kudos to the actress because that was like caked onto her face. Lorena, you are amazing. You're a superstar. We love you. Great job with this. You know, cleaning up and kicking everything. Just like everything. Period. Also, the whole outfit, you know, she, the thing that makes me uncomfortable in this scene. Is when she puts her cape, her like I don't know what to call it, her jacket yeah, it's cape like a thing, jacket kind of cloak. Yeah, cloak, yeah. cloak. Cool That's outfit. a good word. When yeah. she puts her cloak back on, I'm like, you're gonna get blood all over it. I That's know, my first thought. She specifically took it off at the end of the last episode to not <laughs> yeah. get blood on it, and then it's like, let me put this on now that I'm covered in blood. Yeah. So I just, I'm like, okay, I guess maybe she's like, it'll be on the inside. <laughs> well, no, it, <laughs> I it, got dry cleaners. It's fine. It would have hit, limited her more. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, but, but also like. But also, like, this is our joke. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right, whatever, guys. We're she wacky. Needs to look fabulous and get the fuck out of there. Exactly. But she nailed it. She did. She yeah. nailed it, and then we're going over to headbait. Wait, wait. So. Before, we get, before we get to headbaiting, there's one thing I just want to point out about this scene, other than everything we talked about. The last thing Lilith does before we cut away is she remember in the last episode where the only reason she got in that scenario is because the stupid priest was like, oh, Mary's in there. Go to that mm-hmm. cell on the right. She goes and visits the cell. Yeah. And there's this moment that kind of lingers on on Lilith that I think is important to point out because that's her kind of like coming to terms with the fact that Mary is really gone because yeah. her whole mission so far has been just get Mary to the point where she's ignoring the OCS. It's just Mary. And I think that's important for Lilith because we saw in the season one finale, when she came back from the other dimension was freaking out. The person who got through to her and calmed her down was Mary. Mm-hmm. And so without Mary, I think it kind of sets up what happens with Lilith because she's untethered from like the, the, the one person yeah. that was keeping her grounded. So I think that's important here. They're kind of showing that they're like Lilith is flailing. So, yeah, the the Mary thing hits her the the hardest because mm-hmm. like I think Mary was like her one real friend, honestly, that she had left. Yeah, absolutely. So, sorry to end that on a sad note, but I think that's important to point out about Lilith. That's okay. We'll get a funny thing in a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, no drama. Okay, let's go, go over ahead, to baby. them. Hi, 
they followed Adriel's goons out to this farm type place or something. And they're building a wacky cross in the middle of this little area and setting it up. And then Miguel's like, hey, I'm going to go get a closer look, which is a perfect opportunity for Ava Uh, (laughs) to accuse Beatrice of being jealous. (laughs) She's like, I don't trust him. And Ava's like, you're just jealous. And Beatrice is like, bitch, what? (laughs) Okay, because in Beatrice, because again, Beatrice is playing the logic card here and makes actual points. She's like, he's hiding something. Ava's like, Mm -hmm. aren't we all? Beatrice like we know what we're hiding we don't know what he's hiding like what if we're not on the same side is kind of what she's saying and then Ava who's in her feels now because she just had her realization like eight hours ago or however long ago is like I think you're jealous because you've been hating on him this whole time and it's always like I'm getting vibes is what she's saying and and Beatrice in her brain because she's way too in her brain she's like what are you talking about? I'm being logical right now. But Ava sees through Beatrice and she's like, no, you're really not. Your emotions are clouding your judgment too. I can see that. You can't see it. So it's like this really fun kind of miscommunication mm-hmm. thing that's going on where like the character doesn't realize their behavior. It's great. I love it. I it's just love the way that Ava phrases it. Every every time I get a new friend, it seems like you like yeah. friend. Okay. Yeah. I love. Okay. So yeah, I love the way Ava uses the word friend friend because Mm -hmm. Beatrice is not there yet she's like when I try to make friends you're like fuck no so it's kind of interesting too because there's a scene later where I think Beatrice kind of reflects on that a little bit because think about it Beatrice's only friend is Ava so like Mm -hmm. she kind of does monopolize Ava's time yeah it's because of the mission but I think deep down it's more than that and Beatrice just doesn't recognize that but Ava kind of what? Ava's trying to get her to be like, admit you like me. Just admit you like yeah. me. Admit you like like that's what she's really doing. I don't think she cares. She's like, if Beatrice wants to monopolize my time, like go for it. But like you need to admit what you're doing. Like, come on. <laughs> admit you like me. I also love that Beatrice calls it absurd. That's absurd. That's absurd. <laughs> it's just the way that Christina says it I that I just love. <laughs> it's the line delivery. Um so <laughs> they have that moment. I love it. The, they gave us that in the trailer, and I was like, oh, they're really going there. It's <laughs> like, okay. But also, like, after Ava is kind of like, admit you like me, then she kind of gets defensive because, yeah, yeah then Beatrice follows it up with, like, well, um, it's not because I'm into you, obviously. It's because logic and you're being reckless and acting emotionally and all this stuff. And that's when Ava's like, no, like, stop doing that. I've changed. I thought you knew that. Yep. Yeah. So Ava has a, a right to kind of like. Yeah. Ava has a point. Hi. Ava definitely has a point. I know we're not used to this, Beatrice, but Ava has a point. <laughs> Beatrice is doing the same thing to Ava that she did to Camilla. So. Yeah. No, totally. 100%. Yeah. It's just, I think, I think Beatrice is too lost in sorting out her own mm-hmm. thoughts. That she just, she can't keep everything as logical as she wants to and is just kind of oblivious to it. She, because you can't yeah. control everything and right. she's floundering yeah. with control on something totally. and, and therefore that makes her miss some things. Yeah. So absolutely. it's yeah. just, yes, got it. Yeah. And it's sad um, too from, from Ava's perspective because she's like also kind of saying in that moment, she's like, I 
changed for the better and i thought mm-hmm. you saw that you still yeah. think this negatively every time beatrice expresses like negative stuff about ava ava takes that so per like she too hard. she takes that like she can she's one of those people who lets things bounce off of her when it comes from most people but not when it comes from beatrice mm-hmm. every single time it comes from beatrice that's the thing that gets to her the most like that's like her kryptonite is like beatrice being mad at her and she's like that's when she like is like no 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 and like flounders a little bit herself mm-hmm. it's- <sighs> girls. girls girls get it together girls get together yes. um <laughs> <laughs> remove the end <laughs> yes get together all right anyway so we've got all these we've got prayer dudes being weird and around this cross we've got that shit going on miguel comes back they're all like chitty chatty about what's going on like what the hell is are these people doing standing and praying about saying adriel's name over and over and then guess what's behind them everybody hold on hold on hold on hold on before that when miguel like was looking at them but then runs back over to them i said miguel is like all right girls this is not the time for gay panic mm. and then comes there's a bunch over. of bugs coming we gotta do there's something. a bunch of bugs yeah Why guys there's a bugs? plague of locusts literally so we real- have go ahead no, you go. Well, it's for the next thing about them oh. looking at the locusts. I mean, that's where we're at. Well, I was just going to say, hey, remember back in the bar when they were talking about how there was a, like, whatever... Boils that were cured. Boils that appeared on people's and then Adriel cured them. This is the next plague that he's pulling out of his pocket. Now, what were you going to say about the locusts? Yes. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I have written is, move, run. Do something! I know! They're just, just, like, stare staring. At them. They're like, whoa, it's coming right at us. And it's like, mm-hmm. get the fuck out of there. Yeah. I like, what did Ava say? It's alive. Yeah. <laughs> like, you guys should be panicking more than you're panicking in this moment. Yeah. Anyway, All right. Funny. Sure, guys. Sure, guys. Um, <laughs> Plague of Locusts has been summoned. And then when the goons, the goons did all, did all of that, but they didn't really because we find some stuff out later. And Miguel wants to know who the hell these people are. And actually, I'm skipping. So uh, let's get them back in the car first. And then Miguel is like, hey, who are you, bitches? You can fight and shit and, you know, stuff and things. Beatrice caught a locust in her bare hand and then recited off the Latin name for it. Christina is such a badass. Christina is a badass. We love her. Um, yeah. So that's when Miguel's like, hey, who the hell are you guys? And they kind of share a look with one another. And you can tell Beatrice is like, oh, fuck it. Just say it, Ava. Yeah. <laughs> and Ava's like, we're undercover tactical nuns. <laughs> and Miguel's like, okay, fine. Don't tell me. <laughs> like, no, she but just the thing is, he knows who they are. Yeah, I know. So like, but he, like, there's no indication by the actor, like any, like, I feel like there should have been like this slight, not like a obvious, but like slight. He I could have been playing like okay. Does he know who they are? I don't think he knows. I don't knows. Think he knows. Knows. He knows they know more than they're letting on. So and this but is he knows them. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He, no, he doesn't. He knows them from the bar. He knows that they know something because 
of Beatrice in this scene. This is like part two of Beatrice in the like. No, I know what you're trying to say, Caitlin, but I don't think he remembers. Okay. Remembers what? From when they had interactions in season one. Yeah, he, no. Remember when, okay, here's why I don't think that's what's happening here. Because when Lilith went through the portal in season one and then came back, her memory was all over the place. Like, he was there for a way longer time. Like, I don't think his memories are very together. I don't know that little Michael remembers Ava specifically. I think he's, he I kind miss of, little Michael. Huh? I miss he, little Michael. I don't, but I don't, I don't like big Michael either. I prefer little Michael to big Michael, so. Um, But back to why Beatrice is actually blowing their cover. Because uh, it's weird because he saw Ava phase, but then forgot about that from the last episode. But also in this scene, this is part two of Beatrice grilling him, right? Because she starts off with like, where the fuck are you from? What's up with your accent? Also, I just rattled off the scientific name of this bug. So she's like, Showing off all her skills that she has. So she's also making herself and Ava look super suspicious. Because he already knows they can fight. He saw Ava phase. And now Beatrice is just this, like, fountain of knowledge. So, like, he's also, like, suspicious of them now. He's like, you you guys clearly aren't who you're saying you are. Which is random bartenders. Like, so. I feel like Miguel knows that they're associated. But he doesn't know exactly if she's the warrior nun or not. Even though... He saw her face, but uh, yeah, I, maybe he just didn't connect the dot. But yeah, because he's definitely he's looking for the warrior nun. He just doesn't know who it is at this point, I assume. But he knows that they are more than they're saying that they are. And then, then Ava says we're tactical nuns, and he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. But maybe he's like, maybe they are. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that they're both that he was playing down his knowledge but totally um but i don't think he's pinpointed that ava is the one yet yeah exactly um yeah so they stop at a gas station and beatrice and ava kind of get into it Ooh, they do alone in the car and it's proven that beatrice is indeed jealous when she refers to miguel as easy on the eyes is it just because he's easy on the eyes hi beatrice she has not looked at that man one time. <laughs> so. Let's unpack this scene. Because you are correct. Ava is making no indication. At all. Beatrice is just misreading all of us. Because drama. But the conversation starts with. Basically Ava's like listen. We now know plagues are being manufactured. We got all these factions. Like we need to take this information back to the OCS because yeah. shit is happening. They're probably not aware of it. That's the smart thing to do for our organization. We Like the battle's coming. We got to get in the battle. Beatrice is resistant. And she's basically like, well, no, my orders were basically to prepare you for the final fight with Adriel that you only you can have. That's my job. And you're not ready. And this is when Ava gets like upset. She's like, what do you mean? Like, we've been training for months. How am I not ready? And then Beatrice shows her whole hand and she says, I'm your best friend and I can't watch you die. So it's not that Ava's not ready. It's just that Beatrice is not ready for Ava to have this battle. Mm -hmm. So she's hiding and, and 
resisting all of this new information that's coming at her, which as a strategical person, if she was being fully rational, what Ava's saying makes sense. Like we have new information now, like the, the situation has changed. We need to change. But Beatrice is like, no, because if the situation changes, then the danger becomes real for you. And I could lose you. Cause at this time they're still like, what happened to Mary? We don't know. Like, and so like, I think that's in Beatrice's mind. And then after she delivers that line, they have this like moment where they're staring at each other and Ava's mm-hmm. really processing what Beatrice just said. Yep. And she then concedes immediately. She's like, okay, yeah, fine. Okay, okay. Like, you care about me. I get that. Like, okay, like, fine. Um, If that's really what you're afraid of. So yeah. it's just, yeah. Beatrice is using like, this as an excuse to just yeah. delay the inevitable, basically. And Ava is like, listen, okay, fine. I see that where it's coming from. And so I'm not going to fight you on it anymore, even though I'm right, because at least at least you like me. Yes. And so Ava concedes and then they try they keep having this conversation. And then that's when Ava's like, enough of the bullshit. This is because you're jealous. Because that's when Beatrice is like, oh, my rational tactic wasn't work. It's because you're into the dude. And Ava's like, I'm not into the dude. You're just being jealous right now again. So Yep. Yeah. Once again, once again, back to the this at cross purposes kind of. They're just in different places, and Ava is further along than Beatrice for once. Yeah, Beatrice can't just say. I mean, she kind of she again. She's one of those people who can't say it, but like Mm -hmm. guy says enough to where Ava understands where Beatrice is going. Yes. With the, I, you're my best friend, I can't watch you die. Like, that's enough for Ava to be like, I see what's really bothering you. Mm-hmm. So then it's not a leap for her to be like, okay. Yeah. Exactly. You're being emotional about this, essentially, is what it is. Yeah. Yes. And I give Ava credit for realizing that. In that yeah. Moment, so. And kudos to her for constantly being like, it's about the mission, not the dude. Because that's, mm-hmm. that's what Beatrice accuses her of. She's like, is this really about the mission or is this about this dude? She's like, not about the dude. Like it's about the mission. Beatrice. Also, what are you, 70? Easy on the eyes? What is this? What is this exactly. language? <laughs> I love that she got that line in. I love that line. She had to, And then she, she like crosses that. her arms like a yeah. child. She's like, wait, 70? <laughs> Can't believe I like you. <laughs> That's what yeah, that was. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's so cute. It's really cute. That whole scene was really good. Um, Where are we? They're still where in the car. The in the car where they're arguing, and then Beatrice is like, "You're my best friend. I can't watch you die." And we're like, "Sure, Jan." Yeah. <laughs> best um, friend. But actually, that is a thing she is legitimately afraid of. It is when Ava says, "You don't know if I'm ready." Yeah, like, that's I, I'm like I, yeah, she's her trainer. Yeah, she would know if she's ready or not. Well, it, again, Beatrice is using that as an excuse. Like, you're not... So, the battle is coming, and Beatrice is like, you're not ready. Because really what Beatrice is saying is like, I'm not I'm ready not to ready. Let you have this battle, because if you, you could die. And and Ava gets offended. She's like, what do you mean I'm not ready? Like, I've been treating my ass off. Like, she's like, I know I'm ready. You, you've seen me. You know I'm ready. And that's when Beatrice has to concede and be like, okay, I don't want you to die, is what she... That's when the truth yeah. comes out. And then Ava's like, 
okay, I understand now what's happening. Yeah. So it's just an excuse Beatrice is using so that she's like, well, if you're not ready, then we just keep training and we can train and hide here forever. And then you never have to go to battle. And then mm-hmm. I never have to lose you. Like that's what Beatrice is basically saying. I love you in this by saying all of that stuff. Yeah. It's her greatest yeah. fear. She's letting it's her biggest fear. Ava know what her fear is. It is confirmed later in this episode when the Mary news is dropped. That is All right. Yeah. Do we want to go to Madrid? <laughs> Fuck yeah, let's uh, go to Madrid. Unless no. Has more. I have one last thing. All right. All Play little bee is jealous. <laughs> yes. She is very jealous. Very. I would love to see her. She's cute when she's jealous. Look at she's that. Look at that face. Look at that little face. Face. But then we get jealous Ava later, which is yeah. Oh, love jealous Ava. <laughs> it's, so good. It's so good. Um, all right, off to Madrid. Oh, off We've to got Madrid. Mother yeah. Superior and Camilla find the flower shop that was the front for the OCS chapter, which is where the signals coming from. And inside, they find Yasmin. Yasmin, not Yasmin. Who who automatically starts fangirling when she realizes that the OCS is here. <laughs> your mother, you're them. It's you're like them. she caught them or something. Yeah. But like she's like meeting your heroes. She's like, oh. yeah. it's cute. Oh, I trust like, yeah. me. Like, I know what it's like when you oh meet my those God. people. Yeah, it's cute. It her. is. Yeah. Uh, so Yasmin's like, so I'm sorry about this, but uh, and danger. takes them downstairs to where all the OCS nuns in this chapter have been slaughtered, which yeah. is heartbreaking, punch in the gut. Yes. <sighs> yes. And that's when they start asking who Yasmin is. <laughs> yeah. Legitimate. And, and she starts babbling. <laughs> and so it's cute. adorable. Yeah, exactly. I love her so much. I know. And also I just do this. <laughs> Mina's the best. I love her in this scene, especially. She's like, um, yeah, okay, so I'm this, this, and this, um, but I'm babbling. So let me um say that, yeah, um, hey, I can't tell you. Right. <laughs> like, a lot of the characters in this show are like, I'm good, trust me, I, I can't tell you why. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> she can only speak to the warrior nun. Uh, yeah. So we know that uh, she does know, indeed, know all about the OCS. But she nun. says it to all of them later. And I just don't understand. But the warrior nun has to be there. Like, like the information is for the anything. warrior nun. Yeah. Yeah. I so just. The fact yeah. That, so the fact that I don't think Ava would be like. Ava's going to tell the rest of the order immediately. It's Ava, first of all. And second of all, like, it's just the protocol. She's like, well, I can't tell you guys. I have to tell the warrior. The warrior nun is not here. So that is my protocol. I've been bound. My entire family has been doing this. I've been bound for life. I know how to help everyone, but I have to, I'm only allowed to deliver this information to one person. And yeah, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. I just think that it was not really that, she just can't spill until she sees Ava. It doesn't matter if other people are around or not. Exactly. Plus, she wants to tell him anyway. I know. She's fangirling right now. She's like, you guys she can say. You can say whatever. Yeah, that's not in the rule book. All right, let's go. Okay. But yeah, where are we going next? Um, we're going next to Lilith's family home. Oh, I forgot about where that. Where oh. 
He just arrives. We get a little flash of the fanciness of this house before we go back to the bar. With jealous Ava. Yes, let's talk it's, about this. Okay, listen, it's yeah. Ava's turn to be Ooh. jealous. Oh, guys. it's so good. It's delicious. It's delightful. Um, So... Ava's doing her thing behind the bar. Beatrice is in her usual spot where she's doing paperwork or not really. Hey, she's not doing anything but sitting she's there. Not, she's just staring at Ava. She's, she's staring at Ava. That's the that whole uh, reason for being there is to stare at Ava. Yep. So a woman approaches <laughs> Beatrice. Hell yeah. And I the, love her as well. I want more of her. Same. I want her to come back. I don't care in what capacity. I like this woman. Uh, it's just they're going to do Polly in season three. Sure. Season- no. No. <laughs> I'm good with it. Come on, why not? You can you can have that. I'll stay in my boring couple <laughs> monogamy thing. Um Beatrice is too jealous for that high. Yeah, there's no way. Beatrice will kill this woman. <laughs> yeah, that's all the drama of season three. Alrighty then. <laughs> so a woman approaches Beatrice and says that she's been watching Beatrice watch Ava for 20 minutes. Girl. Hello. Hello. Yes. So this woman is like, all right, this really attractive girl is watching this other girl is pining after this other pining after her there's definitely something going on here and i'm going to go insert myself into this situation right the audacity of this woman too she's like you're clearly drooling over this girl let me go talk to her exactly (laughs) so she openly flirts with beatrice yes by telling her that she knows that she's into ava yes 100% (laughs) and is like she's not you know i have a friend like that she and beatrice is like oh how what do you do about it and she's like i just remind her that she's not the only friend in the world so basically beatrice is or she's telling beatrice hey you can have more than one friend if you know what i mean she's telling beatrice you're a catch you're um, a catch and your girl needs and i'd to like see to that. catch you yeah <laughs> and yeah. your girl needs to see that remind her of that. Yeah. Remind Ava, I'm a catch. Remind catch Ava <laughs> that you are a whole snack and that she is not taking note of, but she is unbeknownst to. Oh, we'll get there. 100%. Yes. <sighs> because but Beatrice is oblivious, though. That's that is the problem. Absolutely. Beatrice is oblivious okay. as Ava s- clocks what's going on in, over there and starts staring like, the fuck? The fuck? Who's this? What is going on? Like, this girl's touching Beatrice? Like, she touches her chest? Because she's like, you're um, a labyrinth. You're so contained. Beatrice is like, "Um, that's painfully accurate. (laughs) And then she's like, layers within layers and a fire in the middle. And I'm like, damn, girl, putting it, she's laying it on thick. So she touches Beatrice's chest and Ava's just like, excuse the fuck out of me oh oh but it gets better because this woman has all the con like may may we hydrate for this woman's confidence right now because may we all have this confidence with women hydrate for this woman she does everything you just said she waxes poetic about beatrice to beatrice then touches her in all kinds of ways hands arm chest while she's doing that makes eye contact with ava and she's like Mm -hmm. Hey, I got you, girl. So, like, in like, it just—it's so good. 
kudos to this woman because like she's Absolutely. just like riling Ava up behind the bar. It's she really is. She d- d- purposely looks at Ava like, mm-hmm. I love <laughs> that so Ava's good. trying to make drinks during this, and she's just she fucks like, up the drinks because she's not so paying attention. She's angrily putting whipped cream on top of these Irish coffees, like not caring at all, even if it gets in the glass. And then the dude's like, I ordered this on the rocks. And she's like, dude, it's fucking it's Irish fucking coffee. It's whatever. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I gotta watch. I gotta watch what's going on over here. Um, but before she can really con- reconcentrate on that whole situation, Miguel comes in. He bursts in really and is like, hey, we captured an FBC member. And I'm like, bro, you're in the bar. Uh, Ava's obvious like (laughs) there's people next to you like yeah yeah, there's like people everywhere and you're just yelling about this that you've done crimes and stuff (laughs) (laughs) let's murder the guy with the coffee is like (laughs) yeah he's like let's go torture this guy and get information out of him guys are kinky i don't know ava's like hey dude i'm working and is glancing over at beatrice again (laughs) and the woman yeah, uh, she is. And then I think that she, yes, she does want to go with Miguel to figure out what, you know, this is an opportunity to get but, information, et cetera. But also, really? the real reason she's yeah, like, all she, right, let's go, is because she can get Beatrice away from this chick. Yeah, I wrote, <laughs> Ava totally only went to get B away from the girl. Yes, because when she goes to get her, Beatrice is so whipped. She's like, we're leaving? Okay. Yeah. Exactly. After this girl is like, listen, there's other women out there. You're a cat. Like, Beatrice nope. is like, no, I want that one, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, immediately. No thoughts. Yep. Just let's go. And then at, when they get outside, she's like, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. she's um, <laughs> Ava's like, we got to go. And Beatrice is like, okay. Immediately. She's already standing. Doesn't mm-hmm. say goodbye to the girl. She's like, all right, yes. Mm-hmm. My wife is calling. I got to go. Yep, uh, but before she can get up, the flirty woman leans in and whispers something in Beatrice's ear, and Ava's pretty much, I like, you can't see her face, but I really want to see Alba's face in this. Oh my god, <laughs> Ava was losing her shit. Yep. That's why she asked about I'm sure they haven't like, filmed, though. She's like, she's yeah. Like, she's losing her shit. Yeah, because when they... they actually get outside i was like what is she what was she telling you and (laughs) beatrice replies smiling there's more than one friend in the world and then they was like what the fuck what does that mean mean? who is this bitch before we go on i want to go back to the conversation with like the the hottie girl and beatrice bless you if that's okay Mm -hmm. okay so when this whole friend conversation starts um, the woman says to Beatrice that line you said where like I remind her that you know she's not my only friend like basically like there's more I have more there's, you're not my only friend or whatever Beatrice when she hears that gets really serious and quiet and then says but what if she is like can we unpack that for a second like Beatrice's response is she because think about it in this moment ava's her only friend like friend friend like legitimately this woman's like hey there's other friends but beatrice is like no like literally she's my only friend like my only friend and 
Beatrice is at the point, clearly she's been staring at her for 20 minutes, where Beatrice has some inkling that, like, she's more than a friend to me. So the double meaning here, too, I think from Beatrice is like, but, like, well, the girl is basically saying, well, you can get other women if you want. But Beatrice is basically saying, but what if I don't want anybody else? Like, I just want that one. So there's a lot in just the way that line was, like, delivered and how, like, Beatrice reacts to the there are other fish in the sea basically sentiment that says a lot about Beatrice's headspace right now. I do think that she enjoyed someone noticing her like that and For sure. And I I don't know. Do you think Beatrice didn't have a view of Ava at all, but I don't know. I think I think that whole I think it was good for her. Oh, absolutely. But I think Beatrice had to really reconcile because her thing is like, well, what if she is? Like, yeah, you know, it's it's like because Beatrice is not processing this in her brain. And I think that's part of her kind of acknowledging that, like, she is the only one that I want. I just want that one. Like, because yep. the whole conversation is like, hey, there's other women. Like, you can get somebody yeah, else. But, but Beatrice is one. like, but that one <laughs> yeah but that one but it works on two levels because that is her only friend right now like that is her only friend so it's like yeah other friends but like she's my only friend like so it's kind of sad too in a way yeah. but i think that that scene says a lot about beatrice's headspace where like she like she's not saying it out loud but like she's thinking kind of the same thing ava is it's yeah. just so Absolutely. kudos to the hottie at the bar. Thank you for your yes, stage kudos advice. to that girl. But um, anyway, yeah. <clears throat> so Miguel is like, "Hey, well, to get out of that situation and to get Hans to take her her whole shift, she had broken some glass and cut her hand." And uh, Miguel's like, "Okay, we'll actually go get you some stitches, and then we'll go on over." And she's like, "No, no, 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 no. It's cool. I fixed. I faked it all." And he's like, "So you just happen to have fake blood on you?" And she's like, "Hey, a magician never reveals her tricks." And it's like, uh. also, can we talk about that a little bit? Because he was like, "Yeah, let's go get you some stitches real quick," which that takes a while to get that done. Yeah. Like, first of all, and then the reason he rushed in there, and she was like, um. I gotta wait till my shift ends. And he's like, we don't have time for that, but we have time to go get you stitches. Like, what is the truth, Miguel? Yeah. Anyway, I just need to point that out. Yep. Contradiction. You're you're muted. Gosh darn it. He just wants to spend more time with her. He does. He does. He does um... have a big old honking (laughs) desire for French toast. I don't want to hear about that. Um, I want to hear about how Beatrice wants her as her only friend. But anyway. Not in front of your salad. Not in front of my salad. (laughs) Not in front of your French toast. Um, (laughs) So pretty much it's like, okay, fine, whatever. You faked it. Sure. Mm -hmm. But Beatrice is like, finally, like, hey, but what are we doing? Like, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) And they have their little, like, argument of... Ava going, okay, but they captured somebody. We're going to find out information. And Beatrice is like, I'm high. (sighs) Exposure. (laughs) We've talked about this. No. But Ava's like, but come on, Beatrice. Come on. And then we get our second, fine. Fine. 
Because, like, this is this is literally what Beatrice was complaining about with the mm-hmm. hottie in the bar, where she's like, I just want her to listen to me, and she never listens to me. And, like, here it yep. is playing out again, where she's like, God damn it, fine, whatever. And then mm-hmm. Beatrice was right. <laughs> Spoiler. Yep. Anyway, so. Okay. I hate this next scene. Uh, want me to regroup it real quick? Do it? Yeah, do it. All right. So meanwhile, in Madrid, um, Yasmin is planning with Mother Superior and Camilla. And she's like, hey, um, everything's fucked. Why don't you guys hide in my hotel so nobody finds you and kills you? Because all the OCS is being killed. And we can regroup there. Like, it's fine. I can help you guys. I don't hate this scene. I hate the one after oh. that. Maybe I yeah, I was like, why do you hate this scene? But I have one thing to say. I have What's two the next things. scene? I just skipped the board. The next scene is Lilith wandering around her family home till mom comes oh, back. Oh, that's after Madrid, I thought. So, yeah. I missed one. Is oh, so yeah, quick. real quick. Yeah, the mean that we cut over to Madrid and basically like the three of them are trying to regroup and get out of there. And Yaz is like, I can be cool. I can be totally fine. And then Camilla shoots her with a tranquilizing dart. And Mother Spirit. Yeah, I don't know how to what? feel about Camilla this season. I really don't. Because there's sometimes where I love her and the other times where I'm just like, that doesn't seem like her. Like, yes, she doesn't have patience and stuff. But there's like sometimes where she's pretty cold this season. And yeah, for I sure. mean, I guess maybe it's losing Mary. That kind of. I don't know. I, I think just well, Camilla's uh, consistently like the comic relief, like in the scene. Um, but when you start getting into like she doesn't get a lot of screen time, too, I think it's part of it. But when they do kind of like show you Camilla being Camilla, I think this season she's upset she was left out of all the Ava Beatrice mm-hmm. stuff is what it is. Yeah. So she feels like she's so if you look at her right now, her her team, quote unquote, is just her and Mother Superior. Right. Whereas like she was the newbie that was in, in the OCS and she had Mary and Lilith and Beatrice and they were like a team. But then like she got separated from the team. And then when the team regroups later, it's like Beatrice and Ava have their own thing going on. And Camilla feels left out is what it is. So that's what kind of why she actually cold and stuff. Cause she's like, I was forced to grow up without you guys. And like, I'm not in on any okay. of the jokes anymore. I feel that. I, feel I think that. that's what it is. Um, so like, if you notice her interacting with mother superior and she never acts like that. Cause they're like pretty solidly bonded. So I feel like her and Yasmin are going to make their own like friendship group mm-hmm. and she'll maybe she'll oh my be gosh, the two of them bitter. together are going to be freaking hilarious. Right. And hilarious. I think she'll be less bitter because she'll have like a friend, like a yeah. real, like a friend that's her friend kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. And that's basically I that could scene. see them doing that flying nun scene together Absolutely. and just oh, yeah. like training and they're just like, yeah. all right, now hit the air. And they're just, and then Yasmin's just screaming all the way down. Yeah. I don't want that separately. All right. Then the Lilith coming home scene. If you want to go this one too. <laughs> I don't it. like this scene either. Okay, I just have a couple points. So, again, Lilith is having an identity crisis because she doesn't have Mary. She's yep. got this weird shit going on with her body because of the other dimension. And she's just like, who the fuck am I? She is having an actual identity crisis. So she's going home, like back to her roots kind of thing. And she ends up at her home. And may I say, this home screams trauma. Like, it just screams it. Like, we first get there and we're in her room and her room is just so sterile. And it's like, yeah, it's got like trophies and stuff that she won, but there's zero personality in it. And so what it's showing is that even though this is Lilith's quote unquote family home where she grew up, it's just this very oppressive environment. And then that really comes to a head when she leaves the room and she is reunited with mommy dearest. And it's just like, wow. Like there is going to be no love in this home. And, no. and that's basically the scene. So... Yep. Back on over to 
where they've the captured this FBC fella and have him restrained. They're about to interrogate him. Ava, like they walk in and you see there's only a couple of people in there. So they're kind of like, so where's, is this it? Like there's only seven of you there and whatnot. And Miguel's like, well, we just started this. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, so you're going to take down Airdrill with seven people is basically the idea that I get from this, this, this whole snork fest there. But the guy that they've captured is some dude from Rome who's actually had a wraith demon possessing him, which Ava informs Beatrice about. And then Beatrice is like, what do you need me to do? And he was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I didn't think that far ahead. There's a wraith demon. What do we do? <laughs> okay. Yes. So a couple of things. First of all, Beatrice with her hands in her pocket sighting. Just yep. I'm gonna hydrate for that. Let's do it. Okay. Other thing. When they're torturing the dude, they move his neck and you see this like Adriel cross tattoo. tattoo. So that's a thing the cult people are doing. This conversation with Ava and Beatrice before we get to the Wraith sighting, Beatrice reminds Ava. She's like, um, remember, you can't expose the halo because if you do we're all in danger, including the good guys. Like, you're going to make them targets. So, like, remember yeah. that. So then when the Wraith Demon comes out, like, the way to kill it is with the Halo or Divinium, mm -hmm. which no one's carrying at the moment. So that's why Beatrice is like, well, what do you want me to do? Because, like, you can't do anything. You need to, like, be chill. Mm -hmm. But I can be a badass. <laughs> so, but Ava is Ava, and she's like, I don't know. I didn't think this through. I punch first, ask questions later is, like, her brain. And then punch again. Yeah. So... I think it's Beatrice basically acknowledging, like, okay, you can't do anything. What I do I do? have to take boss over. Me so, boss what me do you want me to do? Ava, boss me around. Boss. He was like, um, you're the boss. The boss is me. Roll reversal. And then yeah. I was like, <laughs> that was, don't put me on the spot what? like this. There's a reason <laughs> it's like this, Beatrice. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've never thought about this, but also I've thought about this. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it was like, wait, what? You're the boss. Wait. Hold on. Yeah. You want to do what? <laughs> what? What are we doing? Anyway, yeah, we're writing fiction right now. Yeah. No, that's what happened. Why do <laughs> you like, guys I not? Just, I just, <laughs> it's true. She, we just got called out. Mm -hmm. Um, in a good way. I will take that. Yeah, I'll take it too. I love that. Uh, whole so that's what happened. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> canon and what happened. Mm -hmm. But uh back to Adriel and his fake plague. <sighs> Vincent is wandering around. A town square i guess during an apostles festival yep. and he speaks to a couple who are there for that festival and asks if they believe in miracles and i'm like oh shit he's just he's just recruiting people is what he's doing and he's then... recruiting people and being icky yeah so locusts swarm into this area and then adriel appears walking on water and shit Playing into the Jesus mythology. Playing into the Jesus thing and getting yep. rid of the locusts. He, yep. He's freaking just being Adriel and being gross and being like, hey, yeah, guys, I'm actually Jesus. Here yeah. I am. Literally, follow me. I'm here. That's all I will tell you what to do and you'll be my bitches. Yep. Um, <laughs> in, a <mythology. laughs> in a religious sense, yes. In a religious sense. So, totally. so that's yeah. that whole scene. 
he's banishing the the plague of that he had Christian cause in the first place. Yeah, he's manufacturing all the stuff. Then he's playing into the Jesus stuff, and the Pope is not thrilled, which is the next. No, scene. the Pope on a rope is like the fuck dog. How do I strangle and... him with this rope? <laughs> <laughs> he is with his his posse. posse. <laughs> <laughs> his posse of men. Yeah, his man posse. He's yeah. with his man posse, and they're uh, talking about what to do about all this shit. And then he's like, "No, no, no, wait, just." Quietly, quietly find out more about Adriel himself. I'm like, why haven't you done that already? Listen, I don't understand any of this. So he's basically like also still on the on the train of like, we can't acknowledge him because acknowledging him yeah. makes him valid, which has been the plan over the past two months. And that's like what got the OCS wiped out. And he's yeah. like, no, 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 we're sticking to that plan, even though it's clearly not working. And now is the time to get intel. Like, what the fuck have you been doing for two months? He's doing Ceno evil. <laughs> he's basically he's sticking his head in the sand. I don't it's see like it. I don't see it. it's not. He's not seeing the writing on the wall, which is the problem no. here. But I understand what he's saying, where he's like about this being political, and if I acknowledge him, but like we're past that now. Like, it's like, come on, man. It's so frustrating. We're at the point where you need to actually have. You need to act. You need to do something. Some gumption. And yeah, exactly. Deal with it. However, yeah. he's not going to. Of course not. But guess what is going to happen? Lilith and her mother are about to. Sh- sh- Jeez, okay. her mom is a piece of work. Okay, like, let's unpack. Just, let's just unpack this. Which it's clear her mom was going to be a. You know. Let's unpack this. So they're at a table having dinner, and it's like the biggest table on the planet, and mm-hmm. it's supposed to symbolize how not close these two are. Yes. So while they are related by blood, they have no relationship whatsoever. And the whole conversation is just Lilith's mom just criticizing her like for everything. She's like, why is your hair out? I thought you were a nun. And um, why were you passed over for the halo? Why are you such a failure? That's this whole conversation. And it's very sad because um, to compare it with Motherland, this is kind of like Abigail and her mom to a degree, Mm -hmm. but like way more toxic because so much more. In There's a lot of similarities between the two shows. There definitely are. And, but this one's way more toxic than like the Bellwether stuff because like that scenario, the love quote unquote here, it's like affections tied to achievement. And so because, because Lilith is not meeting the achievements that were set for her, which were crazy high, like the bar was, you need to be the halo bearer. That's a crazy high bar for your mom's love. And Lilith was quote unquote passed over. And therefore mom's like, I will never love you because you never did the thing you were supposed to do by existing in this world. And Lilith's like, what the fuck? Like, like, she's like, almost like, why did I even come here? Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. But like, that has been her whole life. It's just like achievement is affection. So it's very sad. Like Lilith never had somebody who loved her. And I think that's partially why she takes the Mary stuff so hard because Mary was like, you're my sister. I love you no matter what. I think that's the first time she ever had that. And so to lose Mary, Lilith is just like, nobody cares about me. And is just like, it's sad. She's just spiraling and is not finding validation from, for who she is from anybody. And then she also has this whole other thing going on where she's like, what the fuck is happening to me? Because I don't understand why I'm like this or like have these claws and like these scales. Like, I don't understand. I don't know who to talk to. I don't have a support system. So and she definitely doesn't have it at home. Like her parent, her mom does not care. She's like, you failed. Like you failed at the one thing I wanted you to do. I, I will never love you. 
it's sad. That's this whole scene. It's just, that's what Lilith's life is. It's very toxic and horrible. She's being told by her mother, you might as well have never been born because Correct. you've done nothing. You did nothing. You didn't do the th- one. I gave you one thing. Yeah, one job. You didn't do the one job. Yeah. And it's like the one job was impossible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. It's Had just, no control yeah. over that. Correct. So, yeah. Fuck that times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, absolutely. So, <sighs> back to the interrogation. He recognizes Ava. Probably because... The demon. The wraith demon is inside yeah, of him. And exactly. obviously is connected to Adriel. So... Oh, I have his- something for the last scene. Okay. I said the scene definitely humanizes Lilith. Yes, it yeah, does. Of course it does. Yeah, absolutely. That's it, it, it's yeah. a very like, good she scene. Definitely those very moments good where... I mean, it's a great scene. It's awful and painful to watch, but yeah. 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 But you could also when she like scratches the table, mm-hmm. I feel like everybody's been in a conversation where you just have to like, just be like, ah, it'll be over soon. Just deal yeah. with what they're telling you. Yeah. Yep. And then you can get hurt. out. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. But speaking of things getting hurt, this there's that demon. Freaking demon's about to get hurt. But uh, um, so he's chit chattering about <laughs> how he's seen, you know, Ava, you were at the Vatican, you know what went down. And then he starts to say the word halo, and Beatrice steps in and fucking silences him before he can say it. And, and then she's like, what? I just don't like theological grandstanding. It annoys me. It's um, annoying. I love that scene. I love her. I love yep. her rationale for punching him. Mm-hmm. But I want to note, I think the big thing from his conversation, like the demon talking to Ava, basically what he's saying is like, uh, the halo belongs to Adriel. Is what he's really, commu- he doesn't say the word, but he's like, you, you took something from him that belongs to him. Like, so indicating that like adriel is still on this mission to get the halo and to get ava yeah so yeah just there's but uh mr fun time here breaks free of his restraints and knocks b out and then what does ava do because that's where ava loses it (laughs) ava tries to fight with fight him without halo power at first she's, she's trying her darndest but it's not working because it's a wraith demon it's obviously very powerful, so she gets thrown around a bit, and uh, he's not the good. So, and finally, she powers up the halo and uses it to knock the demon. Uh, well, she knocks him down first with one like punch from the Super air, punch. and then <laughs> and then she like beats the shit out of his face a little bit until the demon flies off. And what does the demon do? It me. looks for a new host, and guess mm-hmm. who is there, just standing up and trying to regain her like yeah. balance and bearings it's beatrice but no ava will not allow that to happen and she no. flares the halo and like blows the demon up it took me until this rewatch to realize that's what was happening i didn't realize that the it was going to beatrice mm. yep and that's when ava's like i'm not hiding this anymore she screams no like mm-hmm. because again she kind of did a similar move and the similar thing in season one when sister crimson was 
uh, fighting with Beatrice, the, oh, Beatrice is a badass scene. And then when she whips out the gun to like kill Beatrice, that's when Ava's like, no. And she flares the halo and like knocks her and the bullets away from Beatrice. Mm-hmm. So she's done this before where like her real emotions yep. come out for Beatrice in these life or death moments. And she's like, I don't care if I expose the halo, like you're not getting possessed by a demon. And so just that, that gut wrenching scream she does, the no is just, you feel that. You and feel she, it. Yeah. She's like, nope. Unfortunately, Beatrice isn't happy that well, they're, exposed. they're exposed. But also, like, I wish they had Bye. a conversation about this. Me too. By Caitlin. About this. Like, why Ava did it. Yeah. It would have been better than Beatrice being mad and Ava yeah. being like, but hello. <laughs> I did it to save you. Yeah. So they leave and Ava's like, Tell him I'm sorry, meaning Miguel, because he's yeah, he's unconscious, and he was like, oh, whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Tell him I said sorry, bye bye. But I I really want to. What else do we have for this scene? Do you have anything else? Um, I just wanted to say I think it's really funny that Beatrice is the one that checks on Miguel Thank to you. make sure he's yeah, alive. It is. <laughs> I'll like, check on him. Yeah, because like again, Beatrice, do you not understand that Ava does not care about this dude? She yeah, just table blasted him too. Care. She's like, I don't care. I only cared about you. <laughs> My girl. I don't understand what my next note says. I mean, what it's to, so I don't know if it's for this scene or not. What is it? What is it? I don't think it would be for this scene because it says, What do you want her to do? Kill Ava? What do you want her to do? Kill Ava? I feel like it is to this scene, but. Oh, no, no, I no! What <laughs> <laughs> is it? That was to Lilith's mom. Oh, <laughs> oh, because they hate because yeah, fair, fair, fair. Okay. Yeah, which oh, and then so did I. Was there a scene oh. with Yasmin in between? I think so. We skipped it. Oh, okay, but my my note for that was the protocol did not include driving lessons. No, no it did not. <laughs> I did not. The protocol was tell the warrior done. Hmm. Okay, did she, I just, now I'm, now I'm back on track. Did she just want Ava to not do her job? Like, with the demon? Like, cause she's, like, she has to kill the demon, right? This isn't rational. This, this is, is no, not this rational, is not Beatrice. Rational no, that's the problem. Alright, I'm ready to go on to, uh, evil asshole dude. To what? Lilith is upsetty spaghetti? No. <laughs> Yeah, that's first. Oh. This is okay, again. never mind. I have nothing for that scene. Bye. There's really not much. It's there just... isn't. It's very short. It's basically just Lilith punching a statue. Like and I said, Lilith is upsetting spaghetti. <laughs> yeah, and she's the the big takeaway from this is that she's like, I'm a monster. Like even my yep. mom can see I'm a monster. So like again, mm-hmm. this is Lilith's identity crisis, and that's what she thinks of herself right now. And so at the beginning or the end of the last episode, basically Vincent or whatever told her, he's like, hey, uh, you should seek out Adriel because he knows what's going on with you. So basically it's like all of her bridges are being burnt until like that's the last bridge of what the fuck is going on with me. That's what this is. Basically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ugh, then the dude. So, Can we make this the shortest scene ever? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Adriel shows care. up to Pope on a rope on a rope's house, meaning the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> Slumber party. <laughs> he's just chilling in there and then he tries to get the pope on a rope on a rope on his side but it's a no-go because he's not buying what adriel's selling 
And then Adriel leaves, but before he does, he kind of sits on the table and does a supernatural, I'm going to suck the life or the air out of you thing with the Pope and like is like, hey, bitch, I can kill you, basically. So, and he says, the offer still stands. <laughs> and then he leaves. Can I just say... Adriel's a freeloader because he's just like I stole some ancient booze from you guys like what an mm. asshole like he's a giant freeloader that's who he, he is. Really is he's yeah. like well I'm home and it's like no you're not yes, no you're not you live in a different dimension you dumbass <laughs> you. yeah I can't say it. he's like the guest that hangs out at the house too long and you're like I want to go mm. to sleep can you get out of my house I'm calling yeah. you an Uber get he out he pops over into this robe and then he's like this is all mine now. Yeah. He's like, I live here now. And it's like, no, bitch. Like, you're overstayed. You're welcome. That's what it is. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Everywhere you go, you overstay. You're welcome. I know. Obviously. The Pope is like, get away. This is my house. Yeah. I'm supposed, I need to go put on my freaking tracksuit. <laughs> it's tracksuit hour. Yeah. <laughs> Tired of damn robes. Drink my wine. And catch soul. up on, and catch up on housewives. Yeah. Because that's right, what the does. Um, yeah. Oh. I wonder if the water trick is practical or visual effects. And I have one more. Okay. But do you know what I'm talking about? What's the difference between practical? What is practical versus? Oh, practical right? means like they somehow did it on set and they were able to get the water to oh. turn colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And then Questions. the next one is kind of conversational talk. Okay. I really hate that I zone out when the dudes are on TV. See, the thing is, we say that. If a guy were to say, oh, I hate it when the women are on TV, they would be slander. Like, but no, I just, I feel bad. Okay. I'll say this. When we say that we're not paying attention when the men are on screen, it's mostly a joke. But our interest doesn't lie with those characters. If those characters were no. women, we would still be like, well, here we are. I, I just don't care about this part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the it's, randos. Like We're joking we're about it being, randos. yeah. I don't care. If not, go yeah, back to the nuts. Because there were some parts in Motherland where I was like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. It's what this. part of the story do you connect to, and are the part that we connect to is not Adriel and the Pope yeah, having a literally. dick measuring contest. Right. I don't care about <laughs> either of these plot lines, and then they've converged. That is what we yeah. are saying. And that's fine. Like you, you like what you like in media. We happen to be queer women who enjoy watching women be badasses, and this yeah. is not a scene with that. <laughs> I'm annoyed when Jillian's on screen, too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yes, that is true. I hear oh, yeah, that all the just, time. This is a scene with all men. I'm not interested in anything that's happening here. So, yeah. Exactly. Like, I, I, I just want... It's one of those things where I want the information... Can you just tell me what happens in this scene? I don't have to watch email. it. This, this scene could have yeah. been an email for me. I didn't need to watch it. That's all. There you go. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I totally get what you're saying. And sometimes I think about that, that we should probably do a caveat and say we don't really mean that we don't care when any man is on screen. We're just saying in this instance, it's not the part of the story that we really want to get into the meat of and analyze. 
and we're not going. I think to it's it. also good to like just talk about that in general too for the audience. I think so. It is. I think it is as well. Like it's a really. It could good be idea. taken like that. It could be so. Um, the people. I think it's just the deal of if you're going to come and listen to this podcast or watch this podcast, you kind of know what you're getting. <laughs> In the sense of, we are what we are, we like the queer women stories, that's what we're going to focus on. So, uh, we don't hate men, we just don't really care about seeing these scenes in this show. I mean, like, I want to watch them one time and that's it. I'm good after that. I'm good. I I still don't know what happens in them. Respect (laughs) to the actors, because they're doing a good job. They're doing a great job. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, oh, was that all? Did you need? Did you? That's have it. Else? I'm ready okay. to go. Uh, Lilith goes to Jillian yeah, to for help. Yeah. Okay, can I just say my note real quick? Sure. Yes. I love that Lilith calls her before popping in. It shows I know. that she cares for others. Yeah, she's like, well, my mother did like was not helpful let me go to another mother who's actually helpful (laughs) yeah so that's what's happening here yep first jillian's like uh i'm too busy obsessing and lilith is like but hey guess what and then (laughs) i can help you with your obsession i can help you with your obsession and then lilith just phases through the gate anyway and (laughs) Then we get to the part where Jillian is examining Lilith's newfound scales. Is is she turning into a dragon, a demon, a drag demon? I don't know. know. Um, No one knows. Yeah. But during this scene, the important thing besides her going to Jillian for help is that her necklace, her OCS necklace starts lighting up, blinking. I should say it starts blinking. Mm -hmm. So she reads the code and then she's like, hmm. I'm going to tell them what happened to Mary. And then she uses the necklace to type in, I guess, a code to send a message out as well. So Lilith over here, is this the new, this is the non-texting? She's non-texting. This is non-texting. Okay, we've got a new texting. First, Silaram Soren invents witch texting. And now we've got non-texting. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So my big takeaway from this, the uh, emergency signal thing, is that this is where Lilith really makes her decision. And I, I'm having trouble sorting this out with Lilith, but basically, like, this is the signal that's like, hey, we're in grave danger, please regroup, and, like, we're fucked. And she basically says that to, J- to Jillian, and then Jillian's like, do you need to go? And she's like, No. But I'll tell my sisters, she uses the word my sisters, mm-hmm. what happened to Mary. So at this point, like, what really is Lilith's degree of loyalty when it comes to the OCS? Because it's definitely fractured. But she still uses the terminology sisters, sends the message, but, like, doesn't respond to the call. So. Yeah. I think that she yeah. feels like she needs to sort herself out first and she's not really i don't think she really cares about anyone outside of the few people that she actually had connections with so she's not on the mission yeah no. she's on her own mission but she's gonna tell her sisters 
which are the core OCS people that we know that Mary is no longer with them, that they lost Mary. So that's her whole deal. Like she doesn't give a shit anymore about the mission. She just wants to figure out what the fuck's going on with her, which, you know, word sister. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I think I I agree with you. Um, I just want to add, I think that it also like lends to the possibility that, it's not that Lilith is abandoning them. It's just that, like you said, she needs to figure her shit out first. So there's the possibility in the future of like a re-team up with Lilith. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. So yeah. So, I thought that dialogue was important. It was. She's doing what she can to let them know the information she has, but otherwise she's, she's going to find her own answers. And that's what's important for Lilith. It's also weird that nobody tries to find Lilith. Mm-hmm. I just realized that they're never like, where the fuck is Lilith? We should we look for her? It's just they only mention it once, and it's like, yeah. is Lilith reported in? No, right. and then that's it. That's it. Which weird. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So weird. I guess they just. I don't know. I'm gonna have to comb through and see if there's anything else, and if I'm, I don't know. That's the only one I remember. The only one I remember either. Yeah. But uh, interesting. Anyway, next. Woo! Our couple see. is fighting. That mommy is fighting. <laughs> oh, I have these girls are gonna be the death of me. I mean, yeah, they're gonna be the death of each other. Yeah. Oh God, why would you say that? In the best way, you know. Hey. Hey. <laughs> That's Beatrice's fear. Yeah. Death of each other. Anyway, so this. Scene. So Beatrice is pissed and packing. That's what I wrote. <laughs> Cover is blown. It's literally what she's doing. The cover's blown. And Ava's kind of hanging out in the kitchen, sitting at the table, being like, fuck, what do I do? Like, I think she's kind of like, how do I approach this? Like, I don't like this situation and that she's mad at me for this. Well, she's also basically like, I should have listened to you. Like, again, like, because Beatrice told her like a hundred times, like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. She drags Beatrice along, does the thing, and then she's like, fuck. Uh, Now she's mad at me because... I didn't listen to you. Beatrice's point is like, are you really sorry? Because you're not acting like somebody who's sorry that doesn't do the thing again because you keep doing the thing. Right. And Ava counters with like, I didn't ask for any of this and asked to be paralyzed and asked to have this thing shoved in my back. I'm doing the best I can. (laughs) Like, my decisions, do you think my decisions are clear? Like, I, these, what am I supposed to um, do with this? Just like, and it's like, Ava, yes. Because we know Beatrice's motivations are emotionally based at this point. And there was, like, yeah, if they hadn't gone, if they hadn't gone to see what this whole, captured person thing was about maybe they wouldn't they wouldn't have had their cover blown but they would have at some point i mean it was inevitable quite honestly yeah and and this scene too it's just it's again it's just their constant dynamic of like getting upset projecting onto each other and uh, beatrice projecting onto ava Mm mm-hmm in an outburst. Ava taking it really personally because the only thing that really hurts her is when Beatrice is upset. 
and then Beatrice owns it and like apologizes. Yeah. I think they're fighting because basically the reason that they're fighting is because they have so many emotions for one another. That's part of yes. why they're having conflict. Yes, because the real thing Beatrice is upset about. Yes, Ava's not listening to her. Valid. But the real thing she's upset about is because she can't run from reality and she's trying to hide from it mm-hmm. because the once Ava's outed, Ava has to fight the demon and Ava might die. Mm-hmm. That's what Beatrice is really upset about. That's why her instinct is like, we got to run. We got to keep running and keep hiding and keep training. Yep. Like, because if we keep doing that, we never have to go to the battle that where I could lose you. That's what she's really upset about. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> but yes, yeah. you're right. Be- Beatrice does soften and then she goes over and apologizes. And then again, Ava apologizes. And Beatrice takes her hand, sits down next to her. The first time we've seen Beatrice reach out and touch Ava. Yes, I know. I think this is when I said these girls are going to be the death of me. Yeah. Oh, I can see it. I can see why. It's a huge thing for Beatrice to like, she just takes Ava's she okay she she does multiple she gets it's baby steps to get there but the way ava is basically sitting there she like ava like is losing her shit right when they're in the kitchen and is like fuck like she can't like deal with this because like mm-hmm. beatrice is upset she just yelled at beatrice which she never like she doesn't want to do that so that affects her and then she goes and sits down because she's like i can't i can't yell at her is basically what's happening here mm-hmm. then beatrice follows her sits on the, the chair next to the couch for like one second a millisecond then sits directly next to mm-hmm. Ava, and that's when she grabs her hand. So it's like yep. she made these little baby steps to be like, this is what Beatrice would normally do if she's having a conversation with somebody, but she's like, but this is Ava. Let me sit next to Ava and let me grab Ava's hand because Ava's touchy-feely. And and Ava the whole time is just like, I'm sorry. Like, she's apologizing to Beatrice. She's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. and that's when Beatrice is like, no, once again, I'm throwing my trauma onto you. She's like, listen, I forget that you didn't train for this your whole life. Yep. And it's my job to see you through it. But wait! <laughs> Here's your Ava trying to be like, but you like me, don't you? Yes, that is what this is. So she's, she's like, like, just your job? Just your job? And Beatrice <laughs> is like, well, and my pleasure. And then they share that look. And I'm like, and then the necklace starts flashing, and, and then like, her boobs light up. You motherfucking necklace! And then, uh, but I'm like, at least Ava's looking at her boobs. <laughs> Can we unpack Beatrice in this scene though? Because yes. because Beatrice does not react to that because she doesn't realize she has the necklace yeah. on in the scene, and Ava's glance goes down, and Beatrice mm-hmm. does not flinch. She's like, no. all right. He's like, okay. Where is this going? Because yeah, Ava is very much. Fl- that's a flirting just your job where she's like are you sure this is more than the mission because i've called you out for being jealous like five times today yep yeah beatrice does not react to the gaze drop at all no. go back and watch that and beatrice my like, pleasure all right is that what we're doing that christina <laughs> delivered that line you know beautiful mm-hmm. we have to wait to get to the last part okay Yes. Then so the uh, blinking boobs. <laughs> then there's none texting. None texting in the blinking wait, boobs. Oh wait, I had my <laughs> wait. I have my note for this part. 
What is it? Uh, then the OCS twat blocks Ava with a distress call. <laughs> <laughs> that is what really happened. That is what happened. Because Beatrice was not, not into what was happening until Ava was like, um what's that <laughs> it's like they, are they gonna like, are they gonna are they gonna kiss and then yeah it's I mean, like beatrice is like hey whatever move she makes i'm into this but the ocs uh twat blocks both of them really but mostly ava who was making moves <laughs> so fuck you ocs <laughs> yeah that yeah. necklace couldn't have been like turned around backwards or something i know <laughs> I think it doesn't matter which way it is. No, it doesn't well, no, matter. No, because if but... it's against her skin, then you don't see the blinking. <laughs> well, no, much. I think it, it shows on both sides of the oh, necklace. Oh. Can it please? I, 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 well, what I meant was on her back. Oh. oh. <laughs> why wasn't it on her shelf or something? Yeah, like, why? But then you it... just see it against the wall. Yes. Yeah, like, Listen, oh. Ava's eyes were not going to the wall in that scene. No, they were they definitely. They were going down. Going, I think she was about to do the look at the lips move. Oh, Honestly. I think, yeah, I think she're, yeah, mm -hmm, yep. She's been doing that. She did that in the bar when mm -hmm. they were uh, having the Hans conversation. Yep. Ava's eyes have, de have definitely traveled there. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Absolutely. Anyway, so, yeah. So the code's going off on the necklace, <laughs> and that means Beatrice is going to stand up and the moment is ruined. So she decodes the message on the fly and says that they're going to Madrid, but wait, there's a second message. We've lost Mary. That's awful. It's only three words. She's not dead, though. They cry. Start, they both start crying. <laughs> and My then, note is, damn it, why is Christina so good at acting? I know, that I bitch. Just... <laughs> She'll never watch this. It's okay. That's fine. <laughs> we'll send it to her. Oh my god! No. <laughs> hey, Christina, look, that time that Brie called you a bitch. It was for a good reason. I'm sorry. You're too good at your No, job. it's complimentary, though. It is. But yeah, it's like you're making me feel things, and I don't normally like to feel things. Like the eyes. If you just look into her eyes, her you're just eyes. like, I want to hug you. Well, why is Beatrice having that reaction? Because this isn't really about Mary. This is about Be Beatrice's biggest fear is being manifested right now. Because Ava hugs her, and then Beatrice has a moment where she's like, fuck, I could really lose you. And that's when she like buries her head in Ava's exactly. neck. Exactly. Like, grabs her more. Because like it's really not about Mary. Yes, losing Mary is sad, but it's more about wow, the reality of I could lose Ava. That's what Let's this really is. real. They've kind of known on some level that Mary yeah. is gone. For, gone. But this is just like that confirmation. And then she's like, fuck, Ava could really fucking die. And then. Right. Yeah. This is her biggest fear because this is what she's been running from. This is why she's like, hey, we can't get involved. Hey, we have to run away now. We've been, our cover's blown. Now it's like, wow, okay, this is getting real. Like, this is getting real. Like, I really can't lose you. That's what this is. Like, yeah, it's really yep. about Ava, not about. So for anybody out there who's like, oh, did Beatrice know? Beatrice knows how she feels. It's in this scene is where it really manifests. She's like, fuck, like, you mean too much to me. That's what this scene is. It's really about Ava. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's nice to see them 
having emotions for one another, but it's sad that Mary's not there. They've lost Mary. But let's go to the the next part because... Wait, 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 wait. I'm so sorry. Before we go there, can we talk about their apartment real quick? Yeah, let's go. Can we just talk about their apartment? The one it's bed? The, we're getting... It's the Thanks, gayest. Sarah. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. We owe you a gift. Their apartment is the gayest. Like, it actually. Gay. There's throw blankets everywhere. Like, it's obviously, like, two women live here. Is that a gay <laughs> thing? Yes, there's, like, there's throw blankets everywhere. There's plaid everywhere in this apartment. Mm-hmm. Like, on the wall. I'm like, is this really blanket. in Switzerland? Because it looks like he's <laughs> Yeah, and it's also, like, if you look at the apartment, it's actually really cute for, like, they just got there not that long ago. So, like, mm-hmm. they recently moved into it, and it's already pretty homey looking. There's, the like, one little bitches. poster by the bed. There's, like, three There's three chairs in the kitchen table. Like, who's coming over? Like, it's just really cute, like, their apartment. And then the, the one bed with the plaid pillowcases. Yeah. It's the gayest apartment. And I have to pause here and talk about real quickly how many tropes are happening with them. (laughs) So we have, okay, one bed, their roommates, their best friends to lovers. What else do we have here? Like how many tropes could you fit into like just them? (laughs) Like at this, they're like challenge accepted. Right. They're like, how many tropes (laughs) before they even admit they like each other? (laughs) So many. So it's, kudos to the apartment. I love how they decorated it. It's very cute and it's fitting. Got the jealousy, the whole jealousy back and forth thing. Oh my god, so much jealousy. Slow burn. I mean, there's so many, so many. <laughs> but yeah, one I, bed roommates, best friends, love it. Uh, they got the they got the assignment correct. They sure did. This romance. Thank you. Very Yes, thank you, thank you, kudos, kudos to everyone that made this possible, and whoever designed that apartment, well done. It's awesome. Yes, love it. Wanted, love it. I want, like, some of the things in there. You I agree. Them, like, yeah, like, want. I want to, I want some yeah, stuff in this apartment. Them. They nailed it. I'll, I can reach out. I'll put it in the agenda. Like, I want, I want things. <laughs> you know, but I also, like, <clears throat> that one outfit of Beatrice's. There's so many. Stuck in my head. I don't know. Anyway. I love her wardrobe. Anyway, yeah. So let's go over to the weirdest Camilla scene ever. (laughs) Yeah, I think Camilla has something to say about this one. It's so weird. (laughs) I don't have anything written, but I do now. I have have two notes on this scene. Who wants to go first? I'm sure this is I'll go last. Okay, uh, Mother Superior and Camilla are grieving together over the message about Mary, and it's weird. Uh, Yaz is watching on once again. <laughs> Not once again for the first time, we should say. This is the first time Yasmin has to witness uh, something that she's just not a part of in the OCS. It is like, okay, so Camilla, instead of like hugging Mother Superior like one would normally do, and like, you know, Beatrice and Ava did, we have like Camilla basically going down on Mother Superior. Like, I don't know. But she guys her head there. (laughs) That's the part. Yeah, it gets weirder. So yeah, Camilla, for some reason, in her state of distress, goes for the muff dive. (laughs) (laughs) 
With Mother Superior. That and turns. then Mother Superior's reaction is to, like, lower Camilla's back. Like, it's really weird. <laughs> and poor Yaz is in the background, like, I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. And I'm too Who's afraid Mary? to ask. <laughs> yeah, who the fuck is Mary? Why is there muff diving? She doesn't know what is going on in this scene. And it's just like. No, she's like, this place is really gay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's that's what she's saying by the end. Like, is there a straight nun here? I kind of wish we we would have remembered to ask Mina about this. The order of the order of the Coochie Sisters. Like, what is yeah. going on? Here? <laughs> that's what I was saying. Mina, like, hey, hey, we just thought of something. <laughs> so, so, can you come to a production meeting and tell us about this real quick? This was the weirdest scene ever. <laughs> And but then Mother Superior puts them on the floor so they have better access. Right. It's like, what is this scene? <laughs> but like, it's, okay. it's hilarious after the Beatrice Ava stuff was pretty heartbreaking, and then we get whatever this is, and I'm just like, why? I know it's my brain going in the gutter, but can we like but for real though? Come on. Yeah. Who it? who saw that and was, was like, like yeah, that's a good, that's, that's a good move. Send it to editing. I want to know what other take, like what happened in the other takes. <laughs> I want to talk to one of them. I know. <laughs> Maybe they they they're just like, hmm. You know, it would be really funny, <laughs> right? They were on their comedy. These two. Hold on. Let's give the Let gays. Something. Let's quick. give the gays something to uh, be a new after being sad about Beatrice and Ava. No, yeah. it still won't. Okay. But yeah. Well, that scene was a hot mess um, and it exists. So it exists. You can go back and watch it again to see what we're talking about if you didn't the first time. And if you didn't the first time, I don't understand. Because... And you watch this and we're like, yeah, that's a normal reaction. Please explain <laughs> why and tag us. Yes. Please do. <laughs> she said yes. <laughs> she said no. She wasn't there. <laughs> Keep her out of it. I want to ask no, her. No, I know, but she had to have seen it. I just love the two different. She's like, no. no. <laughs> just like, yes, please do. Anyway. Anyway, so it's either this or the space butthole. Take your pick. <laughs> neither. The answer is neither. <laughs> um. So. I'd like to go to the next part in which I would point out a very, very big oversight by everyone in the OCS. Who the fuck didn't take Vincent's necklace away? Is it his or did he steal it from Mary was my question. I think it's his. Okay. Then yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I thought he stole it from Mary. I thought that was the implication. Implication? I feel like as the the leader of the OCS, he had his own. You're right. Nobody thought about that. Well, I guess. Well, how would they're gonna? How were they gonna take it from him? He basically like fucked them over when they were in the Vatican, and it was kind of like too chaotic. Well, Lilith found him. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. So it's all Lilith. It's all Lilith's fault. I mean, okay, Lilith wasn't thinking about that part, but I'm just still. kidding. Oh shit! I forgot in the last episode. The other thing that's co- confirmed, I think, in the last episode that has to do with this is that the reason they all escaped and Mary didn't. It's because Lilith phased them out. Mm-hmm. 
maybe there wasn't time to like be like fuck i gotta take his necklace in the chaos yeah. but yeah lilith could have been the one that did it because ava did, ava didn't even have a necklace does no did no one give ava a necklace too she's the warrior not she doesn't know the <laughs> code but she doesn't even know about the necklace. She wouldn't know what to do with yeah. it. She'd be like, what the fuck is this? All she's like is like, Beatrice, your boobs are lighting up. So, yeah, <laughs> is that what happens when we get close? <laughs> your boobs are so shiny. There's two oversights here. No one took Vincent's necklace and no one gave the warrior nun a necklace. Or taught her how to use it. A Beatrice could have taught her, but she didn't have a yeah, necklace. Yeah, it would have been... Useful for if Be- she and Beatrice had been separated at any point for them yeah. to be able to nun text. Yeah, finding the warrior nun I feel like is does important. it not get sent to everyone automatically? It does, it but does. it doesn't mean they have to like sext or anything. <laughs> Could you imagine that, like Ava not knowing that it goes to everybody? <laughs> she just she's like doing. booty calling Beatrice yeah. on the thing, <laughs> and Hero. then Beatrice finally shows up. She's like Ava. She would. Lols like hot. She would 100% be the one. Just in a meeting with the Pope being like, this dude sucks. Does the Pope have his own one too? And he'd be like, God damn it. It's in my house of worship. Like, (laughs) (laughs) they'd be sinning on this nun text in line. What the fuck? Exactly. This is my new favorite, like, random thing that we've thought of. No, Ava, because it's, it's true. Ava would 100% yeah. do all of that. Yeah, and absolutely. And would be mortified, but secretly love it. Yeah, because everybody knows he's my girl. Ugh. It's okay. Just put her hands in her pocket. I thought you were about to say she'll just put her hands in her boots. <laughs> what? You would. <laughs> Damn, Caitlin. <laughs> I zoned out for a second and then I came back in a bad place. I, I really think that there's a lot of steps to get Beatrice to the point where she's cool with just going to the boobs. Yeah. Beatrice is on a journey. That's all I'm saying. She let yeah. Ava look. That's, that's a step. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So... So, yeah, Vincent yeah. knows everything that's going on, and he's like hanging out with his with his homeboy Adriel, and he's like, "Listen, guess what? They're going to Madrid." And he's like, "Okay, well, why don't you go to Madrid and hang out with them?" It's like, "No, no, 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 bad idea." It's like, what was he expecting? He's like, "Here, here's some information." And the guy's like, "Cool, you're still my double agent. Go be a double agent." And Vincent's like, "What?" All right, go off. I don't go get him. Whatever. See what do. the nuns are up to. Yeah, go check out the nuns. So, no one's allowed to check out the nuns except for people who are worthy exactly he is not worthy and i hate that we end on their fuckery because yes. i don't like them and their plot because and their plotting and their bullshit no thank you yep. can we go back to beatrice basically stuffing her entire face in ava's shoulder slash neck yep oh man poor scared beatrice mm-hmm can we yeah. go back to them being funny? I would like to end on happy notes. <laughs> what would Ava sext Beatrice first? Oh. <laughs> It'd probably be something stupid like I like your boobs. Yeah, no, I think so too. Yeah, I think no, absolutely. Thirteen-year-old boy style, or you know, it, it would be her doing like the 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 flip the calculator thing and just do the numbers. <laughs> like Eight, she does zero, it backwards. <laughs> 
Yeah. And then Beatrice writes out the numbers and then she's like, God damn it. <laughs> She'd be like, what is this? And then she's like, Geneva. Yeah. <laughs> I am with you about that. that is I feel like it would be something super spicy, though. Also, so that Beatrice is like marches up there and is like, listen, you need to stop. <laughs> like she hits her hands and she drops. Them. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? You've been sending those messages to everyone. <laughs> to everyone. It's like the idiot on the email train who hits reply all. Like, yes, that's Ava. That's Ava. There's always one. <laughs> yeah, that's Ava. <laughs> all uh. right. So that was episode two. So how much big gay energy does this episode have now that we've like fully dissected all of it? I mean, that's- I'd give it a 10 if they, if they actually did the texting thing. Okay, so I still give the, I give this one equally equal to the other one an eight. And the first two episodes are pretty gay. Yeah, I, I agree with you because there's we get both of them being jealous mm-hmm. in this episode. Also, the hottie shows up. So we get an extra queer character for like a hot minute who mm-hmm. can we bring her back in season three? Please. Yep. And thank you. I need more. I need to know everything about her. And how she'd get Or you know what? She comes up. back, sees the two of them together, and she's like, yeah, I did good I did work. Yeah, yeah, she's like, Because I, I, I did that. Was, I helped that. Yeah, I feel like and she then was Camilla pushing. comes in and's like, bitch, I was the one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Brie, say what you were gonna say. I was just yeah. gonna say that I feel like she was pushing Beatrice to Ava anyway. Yes. That's what like, she was. Like that was doing. her whole reason for doing that, was not yeah. just to flirt with she was being she was being Beatrice's wing woman. That's why she paused matchmaker. to stare at Ava. She did it on exactly. purpose. She was hey, making sure Ava hey, was watching. Yeah, exactly. And then Ava came over and like grabbed Beatrice and that girl's like, yep, I did my job. Basically, that girl's like, yeah. listen, I need more queer things to happen in this, right. this bar because I'm bored. So, <laughs> obviously, there's something now. going on here and yeah. I'm going to go make it happen. Yeah, she was Beatrice's wing woman, and Beatrice is oblivious and had no idea what was happening. Yeah, Absolutely. so yeah, that woman alone gets some cups of water for or yeah. some shots for by Jesus. And then uh, what else was pretty gay in this episode? Their hug, that whole scene. Yep. Yep. So yeah, because we know what it's about. So we know, we what, know what it's, it's really about. Yeah, and the fact that like Ava still Ava cannot stand when Beatrice is upset with her. Mm-hmm. Can't stand it. Their gay apartment. Their gay apartment. The, all the, there's so much plaid in that apartment. It's just the gayest. The one bed. 8 out of 10. I agree. So, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, the first two episodes are so good. So, we're going to hydrate yeah. for Lesbian Jesus. Take shots for Bye Jesus. <sighs> and then continue on with our fun warrior nun journey. Yep. Next time, we will okay. discuss episode three. <laughs> So, oh, wait, also, also, wait, other thing that was gay was the weird Camilla buff diving thing. Yeah, also, like, what the fuck? <laughs> that was Still pretty need gay. To, I need answers. But yeah, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, till next time, guys. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you later. Bye. 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 And with that, we've been Big Gay Energy. If you like this episode, check out all our other episodes on whatever you're using to listen right now. If you're listening on Apple, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a review, no matter how brief. It helps us get into Apple's algorithm to reach a wider audience. Please feel free to reach out to us. We would love to hear from you about everything and anything. You can find us on all the social medias at Big Gay Energy Pod or email us at biggayenergypod at gmail.com.
If you'd like to make friends with other queer media-loving people, reach out to us to join our Discord server. If you'd like to support us, check out our merch store or join our Patreon for early access to episodes, exclusive content, and so much more. Until next time, stay safe and hydrate for Lesbian Jesus.